Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. This is a little bit different, and I hope I don't mess this introduction up because I'm so used to saying the We Know Fantasy Podcast, as always, with the Fantasy Fro, but the Fantasy Fro is actually actually absent today. I have a different guest with me, um, Stephen. He's actually a, a We Know Fantasy contributor. So how are you today on this on this fine Wednesday, Stephen? I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate uh, you guys letting me come on today and help out. Yeah, Stephen's been with us for a few months now. He, he contributes on the website. Uh, a lot of great articles his way. Recently, he's been doing like a buy low, sell high type of thing there. So a lot of great content coming his way. But uh, Stephen, tell us a little bit about your, yourself. What do you do in your spare time and uh, a little about your about your fantasy football background? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I, like Nate said I write for, for the We Know Fantasy. I have a lot of fun doing it. been doing it for a couple months now. Besides, you know, fantasy, that's it's all, it's all I really am. I love doing fantasy football. I help uh, co-host actually another podcast on the Fantasy Coaches podcast. And, you know, I do stuff for them, for them as well. But I've been doing fantasy football for 12 years now. I really enjoy it. And I just I love, you know, being involved and helping everyone out, help them win championships and different things like that. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, the Fro and I always talk about how we have 20 years of experience between us. And, you know, uh, Steven here has 12 himself. So, like I said, we have a lot of great guys on uh, not even guys. We have a we have a, a lot of great people in the We Know Fantasy team, along with Stephen. Um, we have uh, a bunch of great people, and you can find their work on WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, there are some great articles, weekly articles, actually. You know, Locking Keys by Mike. It's a betting series, and you have player rankings by Cody, and then, uh, like I said, the buy low, sell high with Stephen, and then you have then you have uh, Megan and Brian uh, producing, you know, breaking news content and thing of that nature. So a lot of stuff to check out there. Be sure to visit our website, we know a lot of, you know, you can also find the archive of our, of our podcast there. So just a lot of great content there for you guys to check out. Um, I guess I didn't uh, ask about this, but uh, where do these people find you on Twitter? If they were to want to follow you, Steven, uh, you guys can follow me at a uh, coach, Steven P I'm right on there. I'm always tweeting different things. Especially on Sundays, I'm watching my Dolphins lose every week, and then watching it's my sad. sad. <laughs> it's a torn thing this season, you know. I don't, I really don't know how to take it sometimes. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, all this. I, I hate to say they're tanking, but it's pretty obvious at this point. And I hope it all pays off here, and you get your, you know, quarterback and your players of the future, and uh, you actually hope they hit on their picks that they're, you know, going all in on here for this year. But, um. Just real quick, I still have uh, premium service uh, slots open if you're interested in that. It's premium content, uh, exclusive content, you know, priority advice, things of that nature. So hit me up on social media. I forgot to say my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Simple as that. Um, also, every Monday we have the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast where, my, where I guess it's just myself sits down and, uh, you know, spells out who you need to target the Waiver Wire and uh, things of that nature. Uh, also... If you're looking for a streamable defense article, you can find that on the website as well, wenofantasy.com. And actually, uh, you know, we'll talk about a few defenses here that we uh, suggest as must starts this week later in this article. Not this article, this podcast. I was talking about articles already. So let's let's jump into things. Today we're going to talk about the uh, Steelers situation with Big Ben out, the Saints situation with, with Breeze out. We'll touch on Cam Newton news. Uh, we have a few interesting fantasy football stats uh, to, to talk about. And then, of course, we'll end the podcast with our uh, must-start players for week three. We're already, we're already two weeks. We're entering week three of the season, and it, it's really flying by. But um, let's hop into things. So, Steeler situation. Big Ben's out for the season. Mason Rudolph steps in here. You know, he's drafted last year, and uh, this is his first start. Um, I guess the question lies. I'm getting this on Twitter all the time. What happens to James Conner? Uh, more importantly, or uh, 
you know, with a bigger, bigger impact, what happens to Juju Smith-Schuster in this situation? So uh, do you have anything here, Steven? Do you think there's a huge drop-off in value for these guys? Do you think they're going to hold some value? Or uh, there's going to be some kind of decrease, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Big Ben, is, you know, he was an all-pro kind of quarterback. You know, him and Juju had a connection. But when Mason uh, Rudolph did jump in the game, he targeted Juju Smith-Schuster at least five times on his 19 throws. So he has a definitely he's definitely going to throw to his star players, that's for sure. James Conner, I don't think he takes a dip. He might take a dip just because of his injury just recently occurred, and Jalen Samuels might get involved that way. So I don't think it really involves Mason Rudolph. If anything, they want to run the ball a little bit more. You know, one player to look out for, and it could be um, very soon, is James Washington. Him and Mason Rudolph were college teammates, and they've, they've shown some sparkle in preseason the last two years now. So he could be someone, if you guys see him on waivers, maybe still, maybe not. He could be someone who could be real interesting this year. Yeah, that's rather interesting there. I didn't even realize they're, they're both, uh, you know, high school or college teammates. So that is something to pay attention to there for sure. But these type of uh, quarterbacks who get plugged in these situations, you know, first starts early in their career, they love to target, you know, those big name receivers. It, it's obvious. They just trust these guys. They know if they put the ball in the air, they're going to catch it. They put a lot of trust behind these pe- these players. The Steelers are obviously going uh, out west to play the 49ers this week. You know, uh the 49ers defense is actually, I don't know if to say if it's good yet, but the first two weeks they have been rather good. Uh, they've been limiting running backs, um, you know, hasn't, haven't put up, haven't had other teams put up a lot of points against them. So it may be a tough week for Mason Rudolph to start off here with, you know, that daunting pass rush, that fantastic front four, the 49ers coming in his face. So I'm not expecting anything crazy out of Mason Rudolph to start the season, but you know, that Steelers team is one of consistency. They have a great offensive line and as always, good weapons all the way around. It's just going to take a little bit of time to get him accustomed to this, but right out of the gate, there's going to be a, a larger decrease for your James Connors, your Juju Smith-Schuster, but don't freak out. These guys are going to gain momentum. They're going to gain trust in Mason Rudolph. And like Steven just said, James Connors actually you know, has a knock, has a knee injury, and Jalen Samuels may be plugged in this week. So don't freak out. Don't overreact. You know, this thing, these things happen, and these are, these are very talented players. These are players you take in the first, second, third round. You know, so trust these guys. Mason Rudolph will get them going. Uh, it won't take too long. Not uh, yep. Another uh, quarterback, all, all pro quarterback that went down was uh, Drew Brees this past week. He'll be out. He tore a uh, ligament in his throwing th- in the thumb of his throwing hand. It's hard to say out six weeks at least. So um, Teddy Bridgewater, blah, blah, blah. that's I always mess his name up. Teddy Bridgewater. I got to slow down when I say his name. It's a, it's a mouthful plugs in. This is a guy they've been grooming that, you know, they brought him in from the New York Jets. Uh, he, he's been sitting behind Breeze all last year. This year has had two training camps with him, ready to go. But how short of the leash do you think they have on Teddy Bridgewater? You, you know that team is high on Hill. You know that team wants to get Hill involved. Is it, you know, are they going to give Bridgewater, say, two dry or uh, first half? And if he's not too good, here comes Hill. Or uh, you think it's going to be weeks before they give Hill a chance? I think they're going to give Teddy a a real shot at this. You know, they brought him back to be the highest paid backup for a reason. Although I did hear reports that they want to mix in Tatum, Taysom Hill a little bit more than he usually does. So that could be concerning if you thought about using Teddy Bridgewater as your starter. Personally, I think I think the whole offense takes a decrease. Unfortunately, Michael Thomas might still get his targets in because it seems like Teddy was thrown to him. If you watch the game, he was thrown in him. He was only one catching the ball. And for Alvin Kamara, who kind of disappointed last week, 
I think they try to run the ball more with him and Murray so that it takes the pressure off the quarterback situation. So this this whole Saints offense is definitely a knockdown without Breeze, and it, it really sucks because I know a lot of these players are someone who you guys probably drafted in the first and second rounds early on. Yeah, these are some big-name guys. You know, Kamara's going first in some leagues. You know, top three player, definitely top four, if not. But um, like Steven just said, Michael Thomas is going to get his chance. He's going to get his targets. He's going to get a lot of them. You know, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is one that lacks a pretty deep ball, an efficient deep ball, if at least that. So Michael Thomas, you know, the guy who's constantly open over the middle, great route runner, things of that nature, he's going to connect with Bridgewater often and and and. There gonna be, there's going to be a lot of it. So as a Thomas owner, don't freak out because he's going to get his targets. Now, the Saints defense is still good. This offense is still good, filled with weapons. But they uh, they have somewhat of a daunting schedule ahead of them. They have the Seahawks, and they go play the Cowboys. You know, the Bucks come, in, or come to town, and there's the Jaguars, the Bears, Cardinals, all these names here in the next six weeks. And we, we have to assume... You know, this is not going to be the Saints team. We drew Brees slinging the ball, Hall of Fame quarterback there. They're going to be down. They're going to have to play from behind. You know, Kamara gets very involved in the passing game, but last week he only saw three targets and caught one of them, and that's not that's not Kamara. So we don't know how often Bridgewater is going to use him. I'm a little skeptical on him, but I believe Michael Thomas to hold great value, even with Bridgewater in there, but Kamara is going to take a bigger hit in my opinion. No, I couldn't agree more on that. It, it was definitely a concern seeing them behind and him not being more involved in this, uh, come, trying to make a comeback in this game. I think they were really like just shook from the, the Breeze injury, it seems like. Yeah, and you assume because he's such a, he's such a talented pass-catching back, he's going to stay in there even on the passing downs and, and get his targets, but he just wasn't there and wasn't involved in the offense. But we'll see if that is to change. Uh, maybe Bridgewater has this week to sit down, settle down, and get that connection with Kamara uh, you know, for the weeks ahead. So another quarterback news, quarterbacks are falling left and right. Cam Newton was seen in a walking boot, I believe. He's, uh, you know, re-aggravated a previous foot injury and actually is uh, trending towards not playing on Sunday. So Kyle Allen will step in to take that role from him. Uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuels are actually both in the top five and most targeted players through two weeks. And, uh, you know, Olsen has, has been named a great streamable tight end, a great ad there. He's, he's kind of back to form. He, uh, after this, you know, preseason where he said he's finally fully healthy, he's looking that way. He's had a great start this season. But this is a this is a bigger drop-off, in my opinion, than, say, the, the Big Ben and the Steelers situation or, you know, the Breeze and the Saints situation. This team is built so much around Cam Newton, Cam Newton's abilities, that if you plug someone out it's in there, even though Kyle Allen did do well in uh, Cam's absence last year, I still think these three players take a massive hit. I couldn't agree more with you. Cam's, a, you know, even though his passing ability isn't top-notch, he's still a difference maker on this offense, and teams have to watch out for his ability with running the ball just in general. And you don't get that with uh, Kyle Allen. He doesn't have that kind of ability like Cam does. So they're going to know that if he's going to throw the ball, if he's going to just hand the ball off, they're, they're going to know what's going to happen, unfortunately. And I think this offense definitely takes a step down. They're going to probably, I think they're going to be behind a little bit against this Cardinals air raid offense, but they definitely take a step down in my books. Yes, definitely there. So uh, those are some quarterback injuries to pay attention to. You know, when quarterbacks get injured, the entire team takes a hit. So it's not just one injury, you know, one player missing time and, you know, just that being the only storyline there. So a lot of things happening there uh, heading into week three. So Steven, I have a few interesting fancy stats, stats that I've stumbled upon this week during my research. So um, let's go through a few here. See if anything, any of these catch you, 
ah, catch you by surprise. So Sammy Watkins right now is actually the most targeted player through two weeks. He has 27 targets. I know Tyreek Hill's there, but does this still catch you by surprise? Um, not as much. I mean, Patty Mahomes needs to throw to somebody when, Ty, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill went down last week. Sammy Watkins took, um, you know, major of those targets early on because he's the second guy on the team. So I wasn't so surprised about that in general. I'm actually not surprised at all. I think, you know, he's in the right type of, type of offense that this is, he's, he needs to be in and they're passing. If you guys watched the game last week, they barely ran the ball against the Raiders and they were up 28 to 10. They threw the ball the whole time. So, you know, that these receivers like Sammy Watkins are going to get targeted in this kind of offense. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. That Kareem Hunt, the absence of Kareem Hunt, you know, last year from suspension to this year was the biggest hit that the Saints could possibly take. Not the Saints, the Chiefs could possibly take. He was such a crucial part of that team in both the past or the rushing game, the passing game, setting up the passing game. So without that, you know, these they're going to throw the ball more and who who better to have that happen than to Patrick Mahomes. So as well, not really that, um, you know, that's surprise there. Uh, here's one that I really caught my eye. Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back for the Oakland Raiders has the most rushing attempts in the red zone at 12 second place. There's a three player tie at eight. So he has a third more, um, or 50% more, you know, rushes in the red zone than the second place players. And these are Ezekiel Elliott, Sony Michelle and Gus Edwards. Every year, I'm not sure how long this goes back or what the exact stat is, but for the for you know recent history, a running back, a rookie running back, has been in the top five for fantasy football. Is Josh Jacobs that guy? I think he could be that guy. He seems to be real involved in this offense. I mean, it's only him, Terrell Williams, and Darren Waller. I mean, I think they're going to use him as much as they can to keep this offensive more balanced, so Derek Carr doesn't have to throw every single time. And that's what they were. I think they're trying to get away from is them passing constantly so i think josh jacobs this doesn't surprise me that much seeing gus edwards there at second though tied for second that is actually a big surprise to me i did not realize he was that involved in the red zone yeah especially when you have the likes of mark ingram who's a literal wrecking ball on you know running the football so i also caught that that caught my eye as well so Le'Veon bell leads the league in, in total chances this is rushing attempts and targets combined with 57 that's five more in second place cmc I'm not surprised here. You know, that Jets team is depleted. Their lack of skill positions even before quarterback Sam Darnold, uh, you know, missed the week two or, yeah, week two game with with Mono. And he uh, he's actually said he could, he'll be back week five. But uh, Bell is literally that team. Like, CMC is pretty much all of Carolina, but at least Carolina has some decent receivers there. Uh, I know Jameson Crowder had 17 targets for the Jets in week one, but Bell is going to be used early and often. And this is promising. If you were a guy who trusted Bell, took him late in the first round, and now you see that he has, you know, he, he averages over uh, 25, uh, 25, 22, 23 touches, total touches per game. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you definitely got Bell late in drafts after the big four wins, I mean, you're you're doing really well right now. I was surprised that he was going to get this much uh, efforts and chances, really. I mean, I watched the game on Monday night. All I hear was Le'Veon Bell, short pass. Le'Veon Bell, run. Le'Veon Bell, short pass. So they're definitely going to use him with the lack of uh, talent around there. Uh, Mark Mark Andrews has the highest tight end target shares per team with 27% over the likes of George Kittle, over the likes of Travis Kittle, or Travis Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and over the likes of Zach Ertz. This also, I guess, is a little surprising, but then again, if you watch if you watch a uh, Ravens game, it doesn't catch you by surprise at all. 
No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm surprised maybe he was first, the high, the highest. But I was, I was a big fan of Mark Andrews all, all season. I knew he was a good sleeper coming into the year, and I try to get him as everywhere as much as possible. So, him and Lamar Jackson have such a special connection early on. It's, 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 it's really fun to watch. And the last one I have here is Emmanuel Sanders, Zach Ertz, and Larry Fitzgerald are tied uh, for the most targeted players in the red zone with six. You know, Zach Ertz, you assume going to be there. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend, you have a rookie quarterback trying to throw to him. But Emmanuel Sanders, that's an interesting one. He's not the biggest type of receiver. You know, he's usually your your uh, slot type of guy, quick, you know, get into space type of guy. Six targets in the uh, in the red zone, that's pretty good. No, it definitely is really good. And I did not expect him to have such a good beginning of the season as, as he is. So it's it's nice that he was able to come back from that uh, torn Achilles and perform very well. So. So I have uh, we each have one for each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. So I guess we'll alternate. We'll start with myself in each position, and I'll, I'll pass over to Steven. So my quarterback must start this week is Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. He's going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, last week, the 49ers hung 40, uh, 41 on the Bengals. Jimmy G threw for near, nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns. Russell Wilson threw for 200 yards and two scores with a 70% completion percentage in week one against them. So... The Bengals are allowing a lot of passing uh, yards ha- uh, going at them. Josh Allen right now is the quarterback 12. Uh, Josh Allen's going to put up all the points. He's, you know, very not that he's not owned in many leagues. So if you're looking for a quarterback still, Josh Allen could be your guy. So, Steven, who's your quarterback must start for this week? My quarterback must start is actually Matthew Stafford. Okay. Uh, also someone you could probably get on waivers this week as well. The Eagles have injuries all over the place on the field right now. They even had their practices cut down to walkthroughs because of all the injuries. A Jeez. lot of young guys might be playing this week, they say, just because they have back-to-back like Thursday night game after Sunday. Matthew Stafford's enjoying a resurgent season, something I was really high on this offseason. And so far through two games, the Eagles have allowed both their both quarterbacks against them, top 10 performances, and one of them was Case Keenum in that lackluster Washington offense. So. <laughs> <laughs> roll your Stafford uh, shares out there to this week. All right. My running back, this is a guy who's widely owned and, you know, should be starting most weeks, but I'm going Aaron Jones with the Green Bay Packers against the Denver Broncos. I get this question a lot if they should, people should start Aaron Jones, and you should start Aaron Jones. He currently ranks fourth in total chances, and that's rushing attempts and targets combined at 43. Uh, week one, Josh Jacobs went off for 24.3 PPR points against this uh, Broncos defense. This isn't your Broncos defense of old. This isn't the team that, you know, carried Peyton Man to a Super Bowl victory. Uh, they're, they're talented. They have talented pieces, but they allow a lot of rushing chances. And Jones, uh, you know, gets the ball in many situations and many in, in many possibilities, you know, catching the ball the pass out of the backfield. So if you're an Aaron Jones owner, slot, slot him in this, uh, this week and play with confidence. So. Steven, who's your running back? My running back this week is someone who disappointed very a lot of people last week, and that was David Johnson. You know, 14 rushes on the day. He, luckily enough, he got a touchdown, so he's kind of saved your day. But with Cam Newton possibly sitting out and, you know, Kyle Allen coming in to fill in, he's just not the same kind of quarterback. And I think with this air raid offense, I think their Cardinals could get ahead early in this game and, you know, focus on the run late. And that's where David Johnson will be able to come in and perform very well. Plus, Carolina has allowed, you know, top 12 finishes for two running backs so far this season and Malcolm Brown and Peyton Barber, and there are nothing to be too <laughs> Those are the two names you're not going to hear in the top 12 too often. So, 
Exactly. Definitely, definitely uh, roll out your David Johnson shares this week. So uh, let's let's switch it up. Let you let's let you start for your your wide receiver to start this week. All right, my wide receiver is Tyler Boyd. You know, going against the Bills this week. John Ross is going to be on the outside a lot, and uh, Tredavious White is going to be covering him. And it's basically it's lockdown central when it comes to that. So I think Tyler Boyd's going to see receive more opportunities this week in the slot role. And they've you know the Bills defense have actually allowed a lot of slot points up this this year to different receivers. So. I think Tyler Boyd's just going to have that opportunity and is someone you guys should be real comfortable as you're in a wide receiver two or flex option this week. All right. Speaking of wide receiver two flex option, I'm rolling out Randall Cobb this week, going up against that fantastic Miami Dolphins defense that somehow is getting worse and worse each week and they just keep dumping pieces off left and right. So Michael Gallup is out for a few weeks here, and that's he's leaving 7.5 targets per game on the table. So they have to go somewhere, and Randall Cobb is the next person in line to grab those. So the Dolphins have given up 59 and 43 points respectively in the last two weeks. So it's safe to say that Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Randall Cobb, they're all going to feast, all going to be great fantasy options this week. So you got Cobb sitting on your bench. Uh, I suggest throw me in your flex uh, spot this week. So there's that. Let's move on to our tight end. I guess I'll start here. Here's another guy just as um, – you know, Stephen was talking about disappointing performances. O.J. Howard was, you know, the presumed number four tight end behind your big three. He was a guy that everyone was sure was going to feast in that Bruce Arians offense, and we just haven't seen it yet. He's barely targeted, barely involved, but this is his week. This is the week O.J. Howard proves why he's a top five fantasy tight end. It's finally that time. Bruce Arians recently this week suggested that don't worry, O.J. Howard's uh, targets are coming, so this is the week against the New York Giants who are god-awful against the tight end. They're god-awful, period. So if you're an O.J. Howard owner, this may be hard to hear, but put him in there, put him in your offense because he's going to score a lot of points this week. Although I need him to. <laughs> I have him everywhere this year. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? So, um, so who's your tight end there, Stephen? Well, my tight end is on the other side of the field, and that's Evan Ingram this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, one thing you really need to know about the Tampa Bay defense, and I've watched for some reason both their games this year, is that they can't stop the tight end position whatsoever. They've allowed at least 10 points or more in each game so far to that tight end position. And Greg Olson, you guys saw Thursday night, you know, old man Greg Olson destroyed them in the in the air. And now that uh, Daniel Jones is going to be the new quarterback of the New York Giants now, he's going to need a safety blanket. And since the, the lack, lack of talent on the Giants offense besides Barkley, He's going to look for Ingram all day, and I think Ingram's going to have a real great day. So if you have Ingram, you're, you're going to be set this week. Yeah, that's going to be a game for uh, tight end performances, I guess I'll say. Uh, so let's finish this off for their defenses. I'll let you go first in the defenses there, Stephen. One more tight end if you guys are in a deeper league, though, real quick. Jason Witten sitting out there. Jason Witten has scored back-to-back touchdowns against that, and then they're playing Miami this week. So if you're in a deep man league or need somebody, Jason Witten's a good one to go with. Great option. Yeah, but uh, with my defense, I went real easy on this. The Cowboys defense, if you have seen the Patriots and the Ravens the first two weeks, they've probably helped you win win your one and two weeks early on. I mean, Miami's lackluster offense is really sad to watch, and the Cowboys have a great secondary, so expect a couple picks here and there, maybe a couple pick sixes, and they could end up putting like 20 points up this week for you. All right, I went a different route. I went with the Green Bay Packers against the Denver Broncos. This is my this is my number one streamable defense of the week. So if you read that article, you're able to pick up the, the Packers. Uh, good for you. Uh, it, it's weird to say this, but the Packers actually have a very good defense. It, it's so weird to say that. 
Um, now they're coming up against the Denver Broncos, who, you know, Joe Flacco leading the way. They're a very minimal offense. They don't have much talent there. We talked about Emmanuel Sanders and stuff, but there just isn't a lot happening there. You know, this is Green Bay is at home, which is also hard to play at. So everything's in line for Green Bay to have a good week. And I'm going to throw another uh, suggestion out there. The 49ers are playing, are playing uh, at home their, their first home game. And I think that's going to be a great, uh, great uh, game there for our defense as well. They're going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph making his first start. No Big Ben. You know, first home game for the 49ers, who are actually 2-0, and played very well on the road for the first two games. So there's a bonus defense for you. So those are our must-start players of the of the uh, week. So if you have any other guys in your rosters, make sure you slot them in there. Um, I guess that's all we have for today. Is there anything else you want to add, Stephen? Anything you want to know? Anything you want the good people to hear? Um, I mean, based off your San Francisco bonus, Browns bonus defense, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, you know, the Browns have a good defense, so they could be someone if they're sitting out there, they could start this week. So, all right. Awesome. 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 So of course, thank you, Stephen, for coming on. Um, appreciate it again. Real. Yeah. Real quick. What was your social media, uh, your Twitter handle again? Yeah. It's a uh, coach, uh, coach Stephen P. And as I said before, he is a contributor for the, we know fantasy brand you can find his work on our website we know fantasy.com a lot of great articles on there you'll see steven's work roll out weekly uh, multiple times a week actually on that website so make sure you check him out so uh that'll be it for this week we'll be back monday for the we know fantasy wave wire wishlist podcast as always and next wednesday i'll be back joined here with the fro so uh again steven thank you for your time thank you for coming on and uh until next time yeah, appreciate it take care